Please open your Bibles for our Old Testament reading to Numbers chapter 3. Numbers 3, page 150 of your pew Bibles. In this chapter, we have the genealogy and the mustering of the sons of Aaron. We see the Levites appointed to help Aaron's house. Then we see the firstborn of all Israel with their mediators in the tribe of Levi, with the redemption in the difference of number between the firstborn of Israel and the Levites themselves. Here now the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word profitable for us. Numbers 3, verse 1. These also are the generations of Aaron and Moses in the day that the Lord spake with Moses in Mount Sinai. And these are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab, the firstborn, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, the priests which were anointed, whom he consecrated to minister in the priest's office. And Nadab and Abihu died before the Lord when they offered strange fire before the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. And they had no children. And Eleazar and Ithamar ministered in the priest's office in the sight of Aaron, their father. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near and present them before Aaron, the priest, that they may minister unto him. And they shall keep his charge and the charge of the whole congregation before the tabernacle of the congregation to do the service of the tabernacle. And they shall keep all the instruments of the tabernacle of the congregation and the charge of the children of Israel to do service of the tabernacle. And thou shalt give the Levites unto Aaron and to his sons. They are wholly given unto him out of the children of Israel. And thou shalt appoint Aaron and his sons, and they shall wait on their priest's office. And the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, And I, behold, I have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel, instead of all the firstborn that openeth the matrix among the children of Israel, therefore the Levites shall be mine, because all the firstborn are mine. For on the day that I smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I hallowed unto me all the firstborn in Israel, both man and beast. Mine shall they be, I am the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, The number of the children of Levi after the house, number the children of Levi after the house of their fathers by their families. Every male from a month old and upward shalt thou number them. And Moses numbered them according to the word of the Lord as he was commanded. And these were the sons of Levi by their names, Gershon and Kohath and Merari. And these are the names of the sons of Gershon by their families, Libni and Shimei. And the sons of Kohath by their families, Amram and Izahar, Hebron and Uziel. And the sons of Merari by their families, Mahli and Mushi. 
These are the families of the Levites according to the house of their fathers. Of Gershon was the family of the Libnites and the family of the Shemites. These are the families of the Gershonites. Those that were numbered of them according to the number of all the males from a month old and upward, even those that were numbered of them were 7,500. The families of the Gershonites shall pitch behind the tabernacle westward. And the chief of the house of the father of the Gershonites shall be Eliasaph, the son of Lael. And the charge of the sons of Gershon and the tabernacle of the congregation shall be the tabernacle and the tent, the covering thereof, and the hanging for the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and the hangings of the court, and the curtain for the door of the court, which is by the tabernacle, and by the altar roundabout, and the cords of it, for all the service thereof. And of Kohath was the family of the Amramites, and the family of the Izeharites, and the family of the Hebronites, and the family of the Uzielites. These are the families of the Kohathites. And the number of all the males from a month old and upward were 8,600, keeping the charge of the sanctuary. The families of the sons of Kohath shall pitch on the side of the tabernacle southward. And the chief of the house of the father of the families of the Kohathites shall be Elizaphan, the son of Uziel. And their charge shall be the ark and the table and the candlestick and the altars and the vessels of the sanctuary wherewith they minister and the hanging and all the service thereof. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, shall be chief over the chief of the Levites and have the oversight of them that keep the charge of the sanctuary. Of Merari was the family of the Machlites and the family of the Mushites. These are the families of Merari. And those that were numbered of them, according to the number of all the males from a month old and upward, were 6,200. And the chief of the house of the father of the families of Merari was Zuriel, the son of Abihel. These shall pitch on the side of the tabernacle northward. And under the custody and charge of the sons of Merari shall be the boards of the tabernacle, and the bars thereof, and the pillars thereof, and the sockets thereof, and all the vessels thereof, and all that serveth thereto. And the pillars of the court roundabout, and their sockets, and their pins, and their cords. But those that encamp before the tabernacle toward the east, even before the tabernacle of the congregation eastward, shall be Moses and Aaron and his sons, keeping the charge of the sanctuary for the charge of the children of Israel. And the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death." All that were numbered of the Levites, which Moses and Aaron numbered at the commandment of the Lord throughout their families, all the males from a month old and upward, were twenty and two thousand. And the Lord said unto Moses, Number all the firstborn of the males of the children of Israel from a month old and upward, and take the number of their names. And thou shalt take the Levites 
for me, I am the Lord. Instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel and the cattle of the Levites, instead of all the firstlings among the cattle of the children of Israel. And Moses numbered as the Lord commanded him all the firstborn among the children of Israel and all the firstborn males by the number of names from a month old and upward of those that were numbered of them were twenty and two thousand two hundred and threescore and thirteen. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel, and the cattle of the Levites instead of their cattle, and the Levites shall be mine. I am the Lord. And for those that are to be redeemed... Of the two hundred and threescore and thirteen of the firstborn of the children of Israel, which are more than the Levites, thou shalt even take five shekels apiece by the pole. After the shekel of the sanctuary shalt thou take them. The shekel is twenty geras. And thou shalt give the money wherewith the odd number of them is to be redeemed unto Aaron and to his sons." And Moses took the redemption money of them that were over and above them that were redeemed by the Levites, of the firstborn of the children of Israel, took he the money, a thousand, three hundred and threescore and five shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary. And Moses gave the money of them that were redeemed unto Aaron and to his sons, according to the word of the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses, thus far the reading of God's holy word from Numbers chapter 3. A few comments on this passage signifying to us the gospel in a nutshell. Verses 1 through 4, we have the genealogy of Aaron's house. Of course, in verse 4, we see the sad recounting of the two sons of Aaron who offered strange fire. They were not authorized to do what they were doing by God. He hadn't commanded them to do it. And therefore they died before the Lord or literally before his face. God's presence being there where they worshiped, they offered strange fire and died. God is a jealous God. He sees our iniquities. We can't hide them in a corner. He will find them out. This is a sad account then of a broken family tree. Think about that. They had no children. They died before they were married and had given, uh, had begotten children. A very sad case, but even within the priestly family, such things happened. Verses 5 through 13, we have the Levites coming alongside instead of all the firstborn of Israel to do the service that God required of the whole people. Notice there in verse 7. He says that these Levites shall keep his charge, that is Aaron and his sons, and the charge of the whole congregation. Now, kids, a charge is when someone assigns a duty to you and commands you authoritatively, go clean your room, clean the bathrooms, take out the trash, whatever it is. You have a duty that's imposed on you. Now, whose duty did the Levites perform? Notice he says, the charge of the whole congregation. God requires everyone to worship him, but in order for a whole nation to worship God in one place, he said, I will take others and put them in your stead. 
This was the Levites. They were substitutes. They were representatives of the rest. Just as our Lord Jesus Christ, when he came in the earth, he was our substitute. We had a charge. God required obey or die. Jesus fulfilled both. He obeyed as God gave us a charge. He was in our place as our priest. And what else? The curse of our sin was put upon him. He, in our place, as our priest, as our Levite, so to speak, kept our charge in God's worship and in obedience. Notice the holiness, though, of the office of Aaron and his sons in verse 10. This was so serious that if someone tried to behave as if they were the priest and they weren't from among the sons of Aaron, what was the penalty God appointed? He said, the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death. Very serious. They would profane the holy office and the holy things of God. We also see that not just in verse 10, but also verse 38. Verse 12 identifies again that God took the Levites from among the children of Israel instead of the rest of the congregation, instead of all the firstborn. We see the substitutionary atonement of Christ again shadowed forth in the law of Moses. Here is a priest. The priest will take your place. He will be your substitute. Peter tells us that our Lord Jesus Christ died the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God in 1 Peter 3.18. The word for, you might say, well, I'm for this meaning I support this, I promote this, I'm for it, I think it's a good idea. That's not what it means here. The word here is anti, like anti-Christos, antichrist. It means in the place of, in the room of, instead of the whole people of God suffering under his wrath, Christ died in their place. So the Levites are in the place of the firstborn of Israel. They represent them. They are their substitutes. And this shows us through the law of Moses, the nature of the gospel. This idea of substitutionary atonement, also mentioned in verses 41, 45, 46, 48, and 49. So it's a very important theme here that the Levites are the priests, the representatives, the substitutes for the people of God. Notice verse 13, why is it that the firstborn had to be redeemed? Why did they need substitutes in the Levites? It's because God redeemed them out of Israel. And what did he do to Egypt when he took Israel out of Egypt? Whom did he kill among the Egyptians? The firstborn, wasn't it? So because God says, I spared your firstborn and I destroyed their firstborn, Therefore, your firstborn are mine, he says. Notice then, when God saves his people, when God destroys their enemies, God lays special obligations on us. The firstborn had to be devoted to God because of his action of salvation. This is why Paul tells us, you are not your own. You are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your bodies. You are devoted as the firstborn to the Lord. God's action of redemption claims us for his own. And when he destroys our adversaries instead of us, 
He says, I add more obligations to you. Any Christianity that does not rejoice in the fact that God judges our adversaries is not genuine. God here tells us it lays obligations on us. It should make us thankful you took my adversaries instead of me. Then verses 14 through 39, God numbers the three families of the Levites, Gershom, Kohath, and Merari, every male from a month old and upward. In the book of Numbers, we have four different ways to count the Levites. Here is from a month old and up because they're the firstborns, so he's going to count them regardless of age. Then we have uh, 25 years and older when they are admitted to help the house of Aaron. The Levites are in Numbers 8, 24. Then we see from ages 30 to 50, they counted the Levites when they would work in the tabernacle, when they had the strength in chapter 4, verse 3. God willing, we'll read that next week. And then finally, the Levites are counted from 50 years old and above. They do not do the heavier services of the tabernacle, but they advise and give wisdom to the younger in chapter 8 of the book of Numbers, verses 25 and 26. Notice again, verse 23, that the Levites, just like the tribes, you'll recall Judah was on the east side, then the other tribes on the south, west, and north. Same way with the Levites. Some are on the east, namely Moses and Aaron. Some are in the south, some in the west, and some in the north. They're surrounding the tabernacle. The small circle is the Levites. The big circle is the other tribes of Israel. Verse 32 tells us that Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, shall be chief over the chief of the Levites. Now, Eliezer was younger. And remember, this is about a year and nine months since they came out of Egypt. said that at the beginning of chapter one of the book of Numbers. Eliezer was younger than the two sons of Aaron who were already killed. So he's a young man. He's probably maybe even in his teenage years. But it says that he shall be the, over the heads of the Levites, men older than him. Though he was inferior to them in age, he was their superior in rank as Timothy. Let no man despise thy youth, it says. Timothy was younger in age, but higher in rank. So were these in this case, Eliezer, over the heads of the Levites. Then verse 38, we see toward the east shall be Moses and Aaron and his sons. If you recall who was on the east of the tribes, it was Judah, wasn't it? So that is the kingship. Judah is the kingship. What does Moses represent? What was Moses? Was he a priest? Was he a king? No, he was a prophet, wasn't he? So you have the king and the prophet on the east side of the tabernacle. And who else is there? Aaron, the priest. The prophet, the priest, and the king on the east side of the tabernacle. Teaching us there what the purpose of the tabernacle was. That the Messiah who will come as the sun rising in the east, bringing healing in his wings. The day star coming and dawning in our hearts, Peter says. The knowledge of Jesus Christ, in other words, was the purpose of of that tabernacle and the purpose of the prophets, the priests and the kings in the Old Testament is to foreshadow and prepare us for the coming Messiah. 
Verses 40 through 51 give then the numbering and the substitutionary redemption of the firstborn in Israel. Notice the precise count in verse 43. The Levites are counted approximately, but the rest of the firstborn are accounted for precisely. It says 20 and 2,203 score and 13. This is a precise figure. If you look at the counting of the Levites, it's actually 22,300, but the approximate is given as 22,000. Then the difference between the approximate number of Levites, firstborns, and the precise number of all Israel's firstborn, the difference is then required in a redemption price. In verse 47, we're told that it would be five shekels for each firstborn. Now, a shekel, we've looked at, is about 0.4 ounces. So if you had an ounce of silver, it would be four-tenths of that. So almost half of an ounce of silver times five in this case. So that would be two full ounces for every firstborn, two ounces of silver to redeem each one. In total, this would be about, from verse 50, 550 ounces, we might say, about $14,000 in total for the redemption of all these firstborn. We see here God's mercy. He didn't lay a heavy sum on them for redemption to cripple the family with debt. No, two little ounces of silver. That's it. That's all God required. His yoke is easy. His burden is light, even in the days of the ceremonies of the law from Numbers Chapter 3, and thus far the explanation of God's holy 